The Water Coolest daily financial newsletter is now powered by Barstool Sports. It's the only newsletter that I read every morning to stay informed on what the hell is going on in the markets. You can check it out at barstool.link slash watercoolest. That's barstool.link slash watercoolest, W-A-T-E-R-C-O-O-L-E-S-T. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Tea with Publicity, presented by my favorite tequila hard seltzer, Mamitas. And I have a funny Mamitas story to share. So I was in a group chat this week. Um, It's me and my sister and then my sister's two best friends who are like cousins to me. They're twins. So we were talking and my sister's pregnant and she's like, I'm loving seltzer. Like it's just really, for whatever reason, it's just so quenching and I'm like oh my god like I wish I had a seltzer and I as a joke I was like should I crack open a mamitas it's like 10 p.m and I'm sitting in bed and they're like yeah do it so I cracked open the pineapple mamitas because I just wanted something like ice cold and refreshing and I didn't finish the whole thing because it was late but it's just so refreshing that I literally was drinking a mamitas at like 10 p.m on a Tuesday and I'm not even that big of a drinker unless I'm like socially drinking but that's how good they taste that I was like I'm just gonna take a sip um so I did open the pineapple that time I know I always say that Paloma is my favorite but I go back and forth on this because they also sent me a package the other day that had some newer flavors I think in it and it was like they were so good but um they do come in four flavors mango pineapple paloma and lime and I know a few of you have been DMing me asking me so they come in a variety pack and you could get them on drinkmamitas.com or just order them on GoPuff and they will get sent right to your door so Cheers, and let's get into another episode. This might be, I say this a lot, but like this might be my favorite episode of 2022. And Gia agrees. Yes, a thousand percent agreed. We, so I have Teffy on, and if you guys aren't like big on TikTok, sometimes I have TikTok guests on, and like I'm not having Bryce Hall and Charlie D'Amelio like I'm having people that I just find interesting so like you don't have to be on TikTok to know who they are and I feel like Teffy is a perfect example of that because she is just like she's my age she's so cool and coolest yeah like Gia and I afterwards were (laughs) giddy we were like ah we love her yeah I was literally fawning over her she's well she has like your style yeah you know like when I was watching her I was like like, she, like that's who I want to be when I grow up. Yeah, she's really... <laughs> no, I get it. Because she just kind of has this, like, effortless confidence. Yes, totally. You totally. know? Like, she's... I think I, I think that's one of the things that's so attractive when people are so sure of what they're talking about. And there's a few other people, like, Lauren Everett's has it from Skinny Confidential. Yeah. Like, she'll just say something and she's so sure of herself. And it's, like, that confidence, I think, that's really attractive. Um, so, Teffy's amazing. We will get into that interview. It We wind up talking about, like, the way we were raised and the way your mother parents you and like we just took a whole turn talk about mental health talk about like a little bit about everything and she joins me for ask Alyssa and it's so funny because her advice I think I'm kind of I treat 
the tea tribe with like kitty gloves. Like I always come at advice with like, okay, I understand. And she was like, no, like <laughs> leave him or whatever it may be. So it's really funny to always get a different perspective. And it also makes me think then. Yeah. Cause I'm like, oh, am I a, a wuss? Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, so we will get into that a little bit later. And then I do want to give you guys a Sunday Scandies update because I got some updates from the submissions over the weekend. And then we will spill the tea because I am a hypocrite. I'm fine to admit it. Like, I love Clayton. <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> Said I was not going to watch The Bachelor. I've come on here week after week being like, I'm not watching it. That ship has sailed. I've never missed a season, but I'm over it. Blah, 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 blah. The other day, I'm sitting at my desk and Clayton walks by my desk. All six, five of him chiseled as hell. And I, I was giddy. Like, I don't even, it's so interesting because it's not even, and no, I don't mean this any offense to him because he's obviously a very attractive man. But it's not like I look at him and I'm like, that's like my type. Yeah. Like It was something about his stature. Like he was so built. And I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like I'm like, I felt like a horny like teenager. That's hilarious. I ran up to your sister Fran and yeah. Rhea and I was like, guys, because they were the ones that interviewed him. I was like, guys, like men don't just walk around like that and they were like what do you mean and I was like the only people I see with bodies that chiseled are like college football players yeah like no one in their 30s just walks around like with their shirt stuck to his their abs. shirt was so <laughs> tight on his body it was so funny well I feel like when you have a big body like that it's very hard to find but that's what made me giddy I think because yeah. I was like you could those see arms. everything. Yeah, you could see the definition of his arm muscles but through his shirt. Like, I've seen gorgeous actors walk through this office, and I've never had such a visceral, like, I've never had such like, a reaction to the way I did of Clayton walking around. It's the weirdest thing that I can't even I explain it. I noticed his smile at first because his teeth are so white. It's he just something in person. Wa- a thousand watt smile. It's something in person, like, yeah. When you're that tall and that chiseled, you just command a room. I thought he was going to be bigger, to be honest. That's what everyone said. But to me, yeah. I was just like, I hadn't watched the show yet. Yes. Yeah. Is the key word. Yes. So, so after I saw Clayton and I like was giddy, which was so unexpected. And like, I still can't even explain what happened to me. I, it wasn't even like a fangirl. It was just like, wow, that man's jacked. Mm. It was that feeling of like, that's a nice body. <laughs> so gross. But um, afterwards, I'm like home this weekend and I'm like, what can I watch? So I pull my audience. I'm like, do I watch Game of Thrones? Do I watch Succession? All these like really heavy shows. What do I put on? I put on The Bachelor. Okay. I was hoping you're going to watch Game of Thrones. I know. And I still want to. But like, you know, sometimes you have to be in the mood to put on something heavy. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, I just can't right now. So I put on The Bachelor, and I think I'm on episode, like, five or six, so I'm pretty, like, deep in it. And um, listen, there is a lot about the show that I really don't like, and I also had this feeling during it that I was just like, eh, this feels, like, antiquated and old, like, all these, like, women trying to date this one guy. Yep. We'll talk more about it in the Spill the Tea segment. I just needed to, like, in the upfront – let you guys know that I have started watching. And not only have I started watching, I'm like 
sexually attracted to Queen. <laughs> I'm mortified. He's also very sexual on the show. He's very sexual. He makes oh. out with Shanae so much. It's not just the way he like makes out. It's the things he says. He'll be like, he'll be like, oh, what are you going to show me? Like, what do you? He like dirty talks on the show. I'm like Clayton. Okay, we'll talk. We'll talk more about that in this spill the tea segment because I I just can't get too carried away. Um, but there are a few updates that I want to give you guys before we get into the interview and the rest of the episode. So first of all, when you're listening to this on Tuesday, the following day, March 9th, my Tickets for my live show will be going on sale, on pre-sale for listeners. So the last time that my live show went on sale, we crashed the website and it was like kind of chaotic. So what we're doing this time is there's a special code for T-Tribers. So it's T-Presale and at 3 p.m. on March 9th, the tickets will go live for pre-sale for you guys with that code T-Presale and you can get your tickets. And if the website crashes, just check back in like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour because we might just, the volume might just crash it again. But um, that will let you get your ticket first before they open up to the public. So um, I will post all that on my Instagram stories with the swipe up just as a reminder because I know it's hard to like jot this down right now. But just be aware that 3 p.m. on the 9th, the tickets will go on sale here in New York City. If you guys don't live in New York City and you are coming from Connecticut, Boston, anywhere, um, please come. I, it will be so fun. I'm going to do a, an after party again. And I'm going to do the show a little differently this time than I did last time. You'll definitely have more of me and teases from my guests but um we'll chat we'll chat we'll hang out it's gonna be a blast I'm so excited and um the other thing I wanted to talk about totally taking a pivot here it's city bike weather um which I just I city bike to work today and the only thing about city bike weather it's a kind of like a hibbly in the sense that I absolutely love city biking to work. One, I popped in a podcast, wind in my hair. Like it feels like such a nice way to start the day because I I do it along the West Side Highway. So I see the water. It's like what a way to go to work. You know what I mean? It's really nice. The issue is if it's hot, you show up to work sweating. Right. And like that's gross. And then I have to change. Like I can't city bike on the days that I want to wear glam. Mm-hmm. So like I have to city bike on the days I'm wearing workout clothes to work. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. I have to like kind of um, pick and choose what I'm doing. And I've also become a bus girly. I So I used to take the bus all the time. Like when I lived on my first ever apartment was like 34th and 1st. So to go across town, there's no subways. They just go up and down really mm-hmm. not across. So I take the bus across town and because the subways in New York have been kind of sketchy lately and dangerous, my mom is like in my ear about, don't take the subway, don't take the subway. And I'm like, okay, you want to Venmo me $60 a day to take Ubers? Because that's how much they cost. Yeah. Um, so I've been taking the bus home from work and uh, it takes way longer, let me be honest. It's like probably 20 minutes longer, but you're above ground. You're with all old people. Like no one could hurt you if they tried. They're like these like, they're the people that can't take steps to go on 
to the subway. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. they're sitting on the bus. And you, I listen to a podcast. And now that the sun is setting later, it's kind of become like a little nice thing for me. Like I have like my headphones in and I'm like sitting above ground on the bus on my way home. So these are my new like modes of transportation these days. It's um, such an underrated thing. The so. subway, like how bad it's gotten. It's wild. Being a girl and trying to like travel by yourself has become so scary do you keep getting the self-defense tiktoks yes and I, it's freaking me out and now more. I'm like should i be carrying like pepper spray should i be carrying like they're these, like, like devices that they're like, like here's a seatbelt cutter yeah yeah literally and i'm like oh god because okay, i'm a big subway person i take the subway all the time and now it's like I feel like I have to be so self-aware I don't even listen to music when no, I'm on the subway either. anymore because mm-hmm. I, I'm so like on Alert. guard the entire time I stand with my back to against the wall because I, I'm like scared that I'm gonna get pushed mm-hmm. I stand between poles yeah it's just like it's crazy that you can't even like I get riding the subway at night like that's always been kind of mm-hmm. sketchy but like to be scared to ride the subway at like 3 p.m like that should never happen no and like I don't know if you're as insane as me, but when I see the self-defense TikToks, I'm like, if I buy all these gadgets, is that a bad omen? Like, am I asking to get attacked? Right. Which I know know that's so stupid. Like, you should be prepared, but that's where my brain goes. I know. I just, I always think like, oh, it's not going to happen to me. But like, eventually, like, you never know. Like, that's what everyone thinks. My dad made a good point, though. Like, he was like, if you do the statistics of like how many people take the subway and how many people get attacked, like the percentage is like really, really low. But the TikToks that I've been seeing are like, I got punched in the face by a man. I got spit in the face. Yeah, it's like I had poop, like human poop thrown at me. Like, I would... I would I would move out of the I city. saw a woman pee next to me the other yeah. day. And there was this video of this guy with his dick out, yep. literally just I've sitting on the see that <laughs> do you see that TikTok? No. Oh my god, it was literally this guy just sitting on the subway with his dick out, this poor woman's like sitting like next to him. I was I'm just like I, I don't I can't. I what can't is do going it. on? Down? I don't know what's it's doing. Really weird. I don't know. I don't know. I've lived in New York. This is like my eighth year. I've never felt unsafe. It's really uh, yeah. weird. It just started I just started feeling like super weary about it, like literally within the last past like three to two, like two to three months. You should look into the bus. <laughs> Not even to be weird. No, I, my mom's always like, just take the bus, take it's, the bus. It's a little longer, but it's kind of more pleasant. You get yeah. a seat. I just walk. Okay, I literally that's fine. just walk. Yeah. I walk too, but it's, I'm three miles from here. I can't. Oh, yeah. It's too See, much. See, I'm only a 20 minute walk. Yeah. Away. So for me, the city bike is like 30 minutes, which is yeah. perfect. And I yeah. get the motor. I like city biking. I had a very embarrassing experience where i tried to put a <laughs> bottle of red wine onto the city bike it I rolled have, off it rolled off thank god it was in a bag so it shattered but it shattered inside oh, the bag good. so i just like picked up the bag and quickly tossed it into the garbage can and i was like i am literally never no you have to have like a backpack ever again yeah i have a, a whole system i i get i bring a um a tote bag and i tie it so like the there's no opening because there's yes, no class. That's smart. and then i put it in the basket and i like yeah, i have basket. a whole thing that's what i was like the second I put the red wine bottle into the basket, I was like, there's no way this yeah. is going to work, but fuck it, I might as well try. No, I'm a big city biker, so it's city bike weather. And then I realized, I said before the word hibli, if you're new here, hibli is hate it but love it. It's when you hate something so much that you kind of love it. And that's kind of how I feel about the sweatshirt that I'm wearing today. So I finally took the plunge and ordered stuff from Skims. I love Skims. So what I did, I, I knew I would love it because everyone, the, the yeah. reviews are incredible. 
But what I decided to do was order from Nordstrom's versus the Skims website because Nordstrom has, like, returns are probably easier. Yeah. At least what I would think is Nordstrom, I know they have, like, a year return policy. So I ordered what I'm wearing, if you're watching on YouTube, it's, like, a fuzzy, like, half zip from Skims. And the reason why it's a Hibley is because it's so ugly and it's kind of frumpy, but it's literally the most comfortable thing. I don't thing. think it's ugly. Okay, good. Yeah, no, it's not, not cute it's, it's necessarily. It's hard for a plain black quarter zip yeah. to be ugly. But it's so comfortable. Yeah, it looks super comfortable. Oh, my too. God. I feel like I'm in is one of those. Sherpa? Kind of. It feels like I'm in, like, a Barefoot Dreams blanket. Nice. It's so it's so nice. And also, ooh, I got the bra. The fits everyone? The, the I think it's called one? the fits everyone. Is I'm, it like a bra bra or like a bralette? It's like a triangle bralette kind okay. of. It is so comfortable. Um I I love it, guys. I'm a big big fan. So Skims gets the stamp of approval. Yeah. Um, okay, let's get into the interview with Tevi, and then we will get into the Sunday Scandies recap and the Spill the Tea segment after. Hello, guys. I am here with Tevi Pessoa. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the pod. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> thanks for having – thanks for coming. Thanks, I was for, thanks for having, having me. me. <laughs> I love it. Well, I was going to say that I wanted to get us in front of mics right away because we're talkers. Yeah, we're talkers. And we would say too much important information. Uh, you know what pisses me off is like we're the kind of people that like our school progress report they're like she is very talkative in class well miss rojas where are we now <laughs> where are i'm talking my field hockey coach used to call me um, hockey. I know. rock and fucking roll <laughs> and lacrosse oh my okay it's not it's not a coincidence Don't i work at a sports company <laughs> what literally okay so what would she say so she would call me the peanut gallery because I talk so much. Like, Hello, my baby. Hello. Like we we would be like stretching, and I'd be like <laughs> like giggling, <laughs> and she'd be like, "Oh, here goes the peanut gallery again. Always something to say." I'm like, "Okay, Coach Mulvaney, Mulvaney, that's Kiss a mouthful. my ass now." When did you start field hockey? <laughs> Middle school. You? Oh my fucking! What's your sign? Capricorn. Bad bitch. Bad bitch. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Cancer, Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. This is going to be a six-hour pod. <laughs> Buckle up. I listened to you because I do my research mm-hmm. on a few other podcasts before I obviously interviewing you. And I was like, we have a lot in common. So I want to dig into that. And uh-huh. it's funny you brought up school because the first thing I had on my list was I, too, was an awful student. Mm-hmm. Um, you had a hard time in school. I had a hard time in school. Um it really confused me why men weren't obsessed with me. Um, mm. That was like very confusing for me personally. And that was a lot to dig through. Um, not earth-based science. Uh, but I feel like there, for me, there was a point where I just, I knew that I wasn't a good student and my teachers kind of like gave up on me in a way where I, what happened is that I have ADD mm. and it took longer for me to grasp things, but because I'm such a talker, people didn't think that I, and I, and I'm quick. People didn't think that I had an attention I see. issue. They just thought I was lazy. So um, on tests and stuff, I would have to like, it just took me a while to absorb things. And I saw people absorbing things so quickly. I can't absorb anything. For, no information. And, but they understood it. They com- the comprehension was so, so much faster for other people. And I was embarrassed to say like, I didn't get it. Mm. So I just fell behind. But socially, I was killing it. Wait, I'm you. Okay, same exact We're one. thing. We're one. Literally. So my parents tried everything because I 
couldn't comprehend shit. Like mm-hmm. I, I remember <laughs> this is the best. Oh my, my dad is like me. You know, uh-huh. you're like your parents, right? Exactly. So he was trying to be a good father, so he would sit down with me after school, and we would read my history book. And I remember we would read one page, and by the time we'd get to the second one, he would be like, "Okay, now what date was the war?" He would try to quiz me on what my we heart. just read, and I'd be like, "I don't remember. What's the answer?" <laughs> My heart. No, but he didn't remember either. He'd be looking at each other like, we're the same. Part. He was like, um, I, he didn't want to admit it. And I look at it. I feel like when I was in school too, I'd look at it. I'd look at people and be like, it happened such a long fucking time ago. Mm-hmm. Nobody told. Nobody told us that uh, George Washington had uh, wooden teeth. That's something I would want to know. Yeah, I would I, like to know. That. I would like to know. Th- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but there are certain things like about school that I really that I loved like mm-hmm. no you know what I'm gonna be honest my junior senior year I was bullied fucking relentlessly mm-hmm. other than that I thought I was golden you know but I just feel like um I was I was what se- kind of bullying oh my god I was also bullied but in a non-typical way I find it I feel like people knew I was really really insecure about the way that I look so mm. people started mooing when I would walk into the room and I was probably like my thinnest ever like Ew. I looked like a bobblehead like the Geico they would call me the Geico gecko I still have a hard time watching those commercials mine's the opposite so yeah. I was so confident with the way I looked <laughs> yeah. I love that I thought I was the shit you were that people you are other insecure people didn't like my confidence oh you were an easy target so they would come after me you think you're so fucking cool these bitches coming after someone that plays lacrosse and field hockey these bitches are so stupid <laughs> they were messing with the wrong to, bitch what is wrong with you no, i would but, i would shake your hand hello every morning but like I a like, business associate i, I really was, like to be well liked i don't know about you so like i can't take it <laughs> like i'm like you know i wish i was one of those people that's like fuck you whatever i I can't take the crippling anxiety right. of people not liking me. Well, school is expensive networking. That's really what mm. it is. So uh, either expensive emotionally or expensive, you know, like financially. Yeah. So we're like born and bred in the school system to to talk about like like superlatives and like prom mm. king, prom queen. If you are well liked, you'll go far and you'll get better treatment or whatever. So like that's why there's like a teacher's pet or whatever. I will never know that life. Mm-mm. I was like... I, I think well, I was graduation speaker, so I didn't have any friends for one point in my life. Well, no, you know what, MJ, I love you. MJ's <laughs> my mom. MJ, you really rode for me. Stuck, stuck by your side. She was like, you know what, I'm gonna go to Nine West pick up some shoes. You want to come with me? Mm. I said, I would love to, mom. <laughs> I would love to, but uh, there was a point where I was like, okay, I'm not being social, so yeah. I'm gonna work my fucking ass off. And I mm. worked really hard junior senior year, and I did all of this, all of the did school you just be stuff. Be a great student. And when I tell you I was burnt the fuck out, yeah, I there was a point in my life, I'm not exaggerating, where I looked at math and I said, I think I get it. That's how you know I was doing entirely way too much. Entirely I way too much. I don't think I've ever tried that in hard my in my fucking, life. <laughs> I think about that moment when it clicked for me and it's like I felt like Katie in um, Mean Girls, like the limit does not exist. Like I was like limitless with the numbers floating in the air. Uh. It was probably like Pythagorean theorem. <laughs> I, my aha moment was the opposite again, where I am in college mm-hmm. and I had to study for the first time in my life. And I was like, oh, this is what everyone's been doing. Bad. It was bad news bears for me. It was bad. I could not handle the freedom of it. I mm. could not handle it. Like I, I need structure. I need stability. And I need like I wake up in the morning and if my calendar is not like like I schedule lunch, like I schedule. I need that. OK, I was just going to ask, but working for yourself, do you find it? hard to do that because I think for people that strive 
like work on structure, it's really hard for me. It I had a really transitional time mm-hmm. going from working, I was a publicist, working at a normal job to then being full-time influencer. Mm-hmm. I lost myself mm-hmm. like completely. It was the hardest two and a half years of my life. I think the worst thing about, it's amazing. Working for yourself is yeah, amazing. amazing. But um, I feel, how do I say? You, when you are starting out and you want, and you know where you want to go, or you have an idea of the things that you want to do and accomplish, and the views and the analytics and the this and the that, um, the sun goes up, the sun goes down, but not on the internet. Mm. So it's easy to be overwhelmed because every time you have an idea in the beginning, an idea or some kind of yeah. joke, an angle, you want to upload it immediately. Yep. You know what I mean? The second so it this, pops into your head. It's just like. Um, like this fury not this fury but like this like fever you have to like upload constantly Mm -hmm. and it's not true I mean when I first started on TikTok somebody told me by somebody I mean somebody made a TikTok that they were like (laughs) in order I read an article (laughs) that in order to make it on the for you page you have to be uploading eight to ten times a day and I was like, easy. <laughs> but was, <laughs> but eight, to, eight to ten times a day, and maybe one of them will get on the For You page. And then I was talking to someone in on TikTok, and they're like, the most followed people on TikTok make five a week. Do you know what that was like for me? I look, looked at myself in the mirror, and I was like, you dumb fucking bitch. But at that moment, in the beginning, I was so overwhelmed with these, I, like this idea mm. of having to post all the time that my personal life or like my appointment I was a mess I was a mess I was only focused on like looking into the into camera. my camera yeah. if if blue light really kills us I'm kaput Up, I'm years kaput. off my life done 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 I'm gonna be like this hello in, I have like, a full weeks. phone addiction like not normal do you know my screen time you saw it you know what my screen time was what is last it? week it's probably better than mine 18 hours a day oh no mine's mine's lower than what that. am I doing 18? am I scrolling in my sleep but what am I doing sleep? I think I was traveling so I was on the plane. I have a question, though. If you have a podcast on and your phone isn't lit up, is that counting towards your screen time? No. Yes. Oh, you don't think so? I don't, I don't think so, no. I think oh, so. If does. your phone isn't lit? I think it's when your phone is open, no? Dude, and I'm Because fucked. for I was, me... I, that was I was telling myself. I'm like, it's okay. It's just counting... <laughs> I could easily be wrong. Well, for me, I was like, oh, that makes sense because I listen to podcasts when I cook, when I clean, blah, blah, blah. I know I'm also on my phone a lot, but... That's just what I No, I'm myself. literally on my phone. Oh, 18's insane because you're only sleeping a few hours a day. Don't though. tell anybody, though. That's just between you and me. <laughs> and everyone that's listening. <laughs> Please. No, mine's like 11 hours, 12 hours. That is, oh God, I want to I want to I want to cut down <laughs> in all fairness, though. And I, that's how I justify it sometimes. I rather sometimes email and edit and do everything from my phone than a computer. Mm, like, I do a lot of my work on my phone. Like, majority of it, I would I say. I edit my videos on the latest technology. It's like this <laughs> new app. It's very... I had to take a lot of YouTube University classes. It's called iMovie. So there's no way I can splice that on my phone. What are mm. you using? Splice, people, the app. People love that. I didn't for a while. And then once I got on board, I'm totally on board. You're on board? I feel like I'm just such a traditionalist. I'm a purist. No, I also, so I also use like Adobe Premiere. I taught myself that when I came here, which is, I used to use iMovie. Now I'm like using the real stuff. How dare you? But, it is real. It's real to me. <laughs> it's like, no, but this is like, this takes iMovie to a whole new level. And now though, I'm like a ninja. Like the first time it took me two hours to edit a 30 second clip. Now I'm like... Like, so fast. Unbelievable. Oh, well, 
it's long story short. <laughs> back to that. Long story short, I feel like um, I totally, I was absolutely overwhelmed and I got to a point where like, I have a manager. Yeah. And I love her and I was her friend for a long time, but she's been in talent management for a long time. And um, she started her own agency, which is like rock and roll. And she was like, I want to sign you or whatever. We got signed. And then immediately I started working mm. and I just, I couldn't, I was missing meetings and podcasts and like, uh, uh, deadlines and I wasn't sleeping. Yeah, I wasn't eating. I was whatever. So now I have Jade, my publicist. Mm-hmm. I have a project manager and assistant, Shannon, and then I have two other project managers on it. Do you feel really important? Not at all. <laughs> That's like such a big team, you know. Not at all. Like uh, <laughs> it is a big team, but I feel like um, I always say I always say I live my life like I'm a uh, like I'm a hundred follower bitch, a one mm. FB. That's how I live my 1FB, life. One FB. I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you're, I'm here. It's hard you know? to kind of, I can't explain it. Maybe I'm just this way. I don't feel like any different than if I didn't have followers. Like I, some people mm-hmm. I think get these egos, like you could tell they walk into a room and they're like the biggest Z-lister, but they think they are Mariah Carey. And then there's other people who are so popular and nothing's changed, you know? Mm-hmm. And they, it's all about how you act and how you treat the people around you. And I get that vibe from you, like, very down to earth. Like, you don't have to let it change you necessarily. Yeah, I think it's important. I think something that I something that I do all the time is, one, my mother is so quick to humble me. Mm. I could not get one inch off the ground mm-hmm. without her bringing me right back. But I don't um, – I'm the only one in my friend group that's doing this. I don't like to say influencer because I feel like people think I'm like lifestyle blogging, yeah. but I am. But I am. <laughs> but um, I'm all, I'm the only one in my friend group, and my friend group here I've known since I was like six. Yeah. When people are like, "How do you make friends in a new city?" I'm like, "I have no fucking idea." We're all from Miami. Do you know I say the same thing because I'm from New Jersey, and all of my friends moved to the city. Oh, so I love it. I'm like we. I don't. My friends are from preschool. Yeah, exactly. I'm like I don't know. So I call Miami the Jersey of the South. <laughs> So it is. Yeah. We're here. But the thing is, too, like, especially making friends later in life and now with social media, it's pretty easy if you're in our industry because, mm-hmm. like, look, we d- DM'd, get you on the podcast, now mm-hmm. we'll probably talk. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just easy. Like, you kind of just use social media and you can make friends. Yeah. But I agree. It's harder. It's easy to make connections and to network and harder to make, like, friendships. Yeah. I feel I'm, I always want to make new friends. It's just I know I've, I have a solid foundation. Same. I feel the so same I way. So I feel like I don't, I don't, I don't need you to be my friend. I want you to be my friend. And that's different. That's how I you feel. I mean? And I also feel if you become my, okay, like if, if I meet you and you become my friend by chance, amazing. Like, Incredible. What a great thing that happened. I don't like anyone. But, and I like you. I'm keeping you. Yeah, but I'm not searching for mm-hmm. new friends because we have these foundations. And I actually said that when I started my job here because you know, like, it's like I'm back to working at a company instead mm-hmm. of working for myself. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because at first I was like, do I need to be friends with everyone? And I was like, no, I have my friends. Yeah. These are my work friends. If one of them happens to become a best friend, great. Okay, I'll if do not, it. it's okay. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> you got me. Sign me up. <laughs> no, it's true that you meet so many people and I, people are like, um, what's like your worst story? I have never met anybody horrible. I've never mm. met anybody horrible. And, or no one's been horrible to me. And you know what? If they are hor- horrible... They respected me enough to do it behind my back. And I, lo- and I love <laughs> yeah. them for that. They were yeah. to me behind my back. If they're DMing about me, if they're talking about me, if they're not inviting me places, 
Mazel, I haven't noticed. Bless mm-hmm. you for that kindness. You know what I mean? I have yet to have like a real like yeah. issue with somebody that I meet or connect with, you know? I have one issue that comes to mind where someone was like outwardly mean to me. Actually, two. Outwardly mean to you. Outwardly mean to me. Type their at in the laptop right now. I'll block them right now. <laughs> uh, they're people that are not important to me, but like just people that, yeah, just from right off the bat, just didn't like you. Decided. Um, They decided before. Yeah. You know what? I walk into a room every time and I've already decided that they love me. I've already decided. I'm like, I can't wait to love them back. That's literally in my mind. I'm like, I can't wait. I can't wait. When I meet somebody and they already are like stank with me or like weird mm-hmm. or off or like the measuring of me. Mm. I'm like, you know what? That's none of my business. Mm. They've got something going on. That's none of my business. That's not yeah. my business. Whatever they heard, believe it. Mm-hmm. Whatever you've seen and misconstrued or want to believe, believe it. I. It's so true. You also like need to. I'm work on this. I literally had therapy this morning. But like, how'd just, it go? It was good. Amazing. I mean, we talked about one thing the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you just get on like mm-hmm. a one track mind. But we talk a lot about like people's perception of you. And my big thing is like, I don't like when people. If you don't like me because I was mean to you. Yes. Reason. Fine. I have a reason. Yes. But if you aren't, if you are mean to me because you think something of me that's not true, that's where I get upset. Like I have like this integrity and these like values where I'm like, but that didn't happen. That's unjust. Like I didn't do that thing. Yeah. And like we always kind of talk through how it's so important for me to be represented in the right way. Right. Because sometimes you don't, being misrepresented, I think, uh-huh. is the worst thing in the world. You, you're killing me because I'm Latin, you're Italian, and my mom <laughs> used to tell me, when you leave the house, you're representing the way that I raised you. Mm-hmm. And when he said it's all about representing me, I was like, I'm going to do what I can, mom. Like immediately, I was mm-hmm. like, in it. And it's so true. How do, how do I explain? Like when I, I was talking about it today. What was I talking about today, Jade? <laughs> I was talking about it today, something about um, being, la- oh, there is only one thing that I will ever dislike somebody for, truly. I don't care if somebody said, oh, um, so-and-so is, was uh, rude at this event, or I don't like her, I heard she said this about whatever person, especially if it's a woman. I feel like mm-hmm. I hardly hear that about men ever, mm-hmm. but it's women. So true. Right? Because we have to be the hostess of every house. Yeah. I don't understand. So true. Let me find out that you were rude to someone providing you a service. Mm-hmm. You're done. That... When you're like, I wonder why she was mean to you. I'm like, do you remember when you went to the Olive Garden? Because when you're there, you're family, and you weren't family. <laughs> you were mean. Yeah, it's I heard. so true. And I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. I'll give you, the, and I'm like, well, maybe she had a bad day. No tip. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You're oh. done. You're done. I never want to see you. Uh-uh. Don't even look at me. But it's true. So like, okay, I think interesting conversation that I've never actually like articulated with someone else I think you're the perfect person oh, I always in general or, oh no okay <laughs> just generally general. speaking mm-hmm. I always say on the podcast actually how I was raised with such like Italian strong mm-hmm. like morals and and for me there's a lot of things that I won't compromise for content right. and how does like the way you were raised play into what you're willing to like put out on the internet um, like, do you talk about sex? Do you talk? Like, I feel guarded sometimes with oh, this stuff. I, my my Latin Catholic guilt knows no bounds. Yeah. Like, when people are like Jewish guilt, I'm like, you, have you been cussed out in Spanish? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. she brings in the Lord, you know, and she's like. <laughs> the Jesus candle. Literally. Yeah. And then she has, she's holding the rosary. Like, mm-hmm. you have no idea. My family was so rock and roll Jesus that for uh, Halloween, they would give me glow in the dark rosaries. Like I, that's funny. But I've always been, 
I grew up in a house where like being proper was first and I feel like Obviously, my mom, when people talk about like, oh, Thanksgivings, where people are talking about, um, where's your boyfriend? Where's this? That was never my house. Thank mm. God. It was always about like, how are you going to ask your boss for the race? Mm. Or like, have you gotten your promotion? Like, that was my house. So That's I don't great. think, I, I don't think that they were raising me proper to be like someone's wife. I got that. But it was the idea of like being a nice girl was yes. obsessed. Uh, like, they were obsessed with it. And at one point, I think I was like 19, I looked at my mom like, I'm never going to wear a fucking cardigan. I'm never going to wear a fucking cardigan. I'm never going to wear anything with a collar that looks like a fucking doily. Mm-hmm. I am, I'm, I'm, I'm too rock and roll for this shit. Mm-hmm. I'm too rock and roll for this shit. And she's like, you're scared to take through talent. I'm like, leave that out of this <laughs> and my phobias. But when I talked to my mom, I, when I first got um, like the Teffy show on YouTube and I was like, I auditioned and I got this show, um, I had to call my mom. So I, I got it and I called my mom and I was like, I'm going to go live tomorrow. And I need you to know, and I, and at the time I'm 29, so I'm, I'm an adult. And I look at her, I'm like, I'm going to say the F word. Mm-hmm. Oh, my mom? Ugh. I had to set boundaries with her with this. Literally, you have to let me. Like, you got it. You know what I mean? I'm like, an adult. When I first started my initial podcast before I came to Barstool, my mom would be like, I love the episode, but you curse too much. I love the episode, but do you have to say the F word? When I started here, I literally sat her down because I'm like, this is a different ballpark. I got it. And I was like, look, you can't read comments and you can't tell me what to do. I'm an adult and you need to trust that I'm not going to like embarrass the family, yeah. but I'm going to push the boundaries. I'm going to embarrass the family in a very lighthearted Tasteful way. Like. In a very lighthearted <laughs> way. I'm going to do that. So when it comes to sex and stuff, like I think um, I'm, <laughs> oh my God, I have. Yeah. I've talked about stuff down there see I have this thing but I call my mom immediately I literally like if I say anything crazy or whatever of like my number one rule is like if you don't know if you like a guy Mm -hmm. if you close your eyes and imagine him going down on you and Mm. you cringe a little you don't fucking like him that's your friend that's your friend I agree Mm -hmm. I said that once on a show and I called I was pacing like a tiger in a cage and I had to call her and she goes well, I just want you to know my friends didn't find it funny. And I said, I don't find your friends funny. And I, I, was I like, said, I'm your sorry. friend shouldn't be listening. This isn't for That's them. not my demographic. You know? Yeah, that's what I said. Sorry. Wait, see, I think it's so re- refreshing to hear this because sometimes I'm at home. like, And I agree. I push the limits. I talk about sex. Mm-hmm. I talk about whatever, but in a tasteful way. And sometimes I'm at home and I'm watching other women. I, of course, we have this stereotype with women because we're held to a different standard mm-hmm, than men. Mm-hmm. Talking about these raunchy things. And I'm like... How do they not care what their parents think or what their cousins think or what their peers think? Dude. And then I'm like, maybe their parents don't care like mine do. They absolutely care. They absolutely care. One thousand percent. If their parent was in the audience, they wouldn't. But I'm also jealous of those people that could just unapologetically talk about things and not care about the consequences. Yeah, I feel like You know what I mean? Absolute, that guilt. Absolutely. Absolutely the guilt. It's the way that I'm <laughs> I cried to my mom the last time I got a tattoo. I'm 31. I cried on the phone because I said, mm-hmm. I have to tell you something. And she was like, what? And I was like, I got another, another tattoo. And she said, quiet. And I was like, say say anything. And I hung up the phone. And I looked at my friend who was with me. And I was like, and he was like, that was ridiculous. That was ridiculous. That was ridiculous. He's and like, I said, grow up. I was like, but you don't understand. Like, your mom, like, you you want to make your family proud. I think for me, I made mm-hmm. I scared my family for a little bit. I, I definitely mm. scared them. You pushed the boundaries. I got a little too rock and roll on them. Like, yeah. for sure. And I, 
was I call it like jellyfishing where you're like floating around and mm. I'm like the only thing that I know how to do is to be myself I don't know I, I don't know how to fucking fax I don't know how to Xerox thank god that's out of there <laughs> yeah if you wanted me to explain Wi-Fi to you I'd be like you know Willy Wonka when the little particles <laughs> like I have no idea yeah I can't write a business email I answer everyone everyone was like hi 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 yo what's going on how are you like I can't do that I'm not good with office politics because I want to be liked Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not cutthroat at all. You mm-hmm. know, like uh, my team is like, I'll be the bad guy. And I'm like, but do it nice. But do it nice. Yeah, but like, oh, don't. I don't, don't want do them it. to not like us. And, <laughs> and I didn't know how to. So the only my only skill was saying what's on my mind and making people feel comfortable. You know, so uh, so what was I doing? I was going out and getting fucked up and making people feel comfortable and making people laugh. And I like that. So I think my mom at one point was like. I, you have to, you're kind of scaring me. Like you're mm-hmm. in down a bad path. And I'm like, did you check my credit score? Like what happened for you to start this conversation with me? It was, mm-hmm. bad. It was bad. It was bad. I thought like, oh my God, I got 500 points. I did not know. It's fine. We'll talk about it another time. <laughs> so I didn't even do anything. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. So when I, now that I have, um, like now that I have a career and I'm starting to do things. No, I'm doing things that I'm really excited about and that my mom is excited about and I can support myself in a way like I didn't I didn't anticipate. Mm, mm-hmm. I, was, I thought I was going to be a real housewife. I thought that was my Actually, destiny. A real housewife in Miami? I kind of thought I would be too, to be honest. Maybe we will be. We might. I, I would it's love not, it. I'm not closed off to the possibility. I'm wide open. Andy, call me. Call me. No, they always say to me, like, Marge from Housewives of New Jersey, oh. she's like, you got to be a housewife. And I'm like, Marge, I'm single. But I'm like, you know what? They all are. They are. What, love and, love. Honestly, we're at that age. We should join the Housewives of New York. <laughs> I would burn that franchise to the ground. But we would bring some new blood. Absolutely. Us and Leah. So look, you know how quickly I stand up in a fight when somebody gives me a tone? <laughs> I would be standing up that whole season. Just the whole time. I'm like this. We might be the new blood that they need. I, Real, real, instead of real housewives. No, we're just going to join the New York one. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Bethany Frankel, you had your time. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're here. In. We're here. We're here. <laughs> the new era. But that's what I thought I was going to do legitimately. So now that I have this, I'm like, okay, and I'm a first generation. So I'm like, I got to make my family proud. Mm-hmm. And I don't think talking about how I'm out here fucking is <laughs> Okay, so Okay, so the most interesting thing happened to me the other day. And mm-hmm. I felt like sexually? No, I, oh. I wish. Something with my mom about okay. this topic. And it made me feel so safe. So basically I do on my Instagram stories Sunday scandies where people tell me scandalous stories every single Sunday. And it's wild. wild. A lot like, of people are out here like cheating. I and blowing my boss's neighbor's son, Not and then blowing. and then I'm s- sleeping with the son and the dad, and like it, they're the most absurd things. What about her pH? That's oh, a lot. You don't even know. It's a lot. So it's really wild, and like I have guilt about even though it's not my stories. I'm like, Mom, someone's paying for this. Do your friends think like I'm trashy? And I talked about oh. it on the podcast how like I feel kind of against my morals like I feel a little dirty what are you talking about I would read those and I'd be like oh people love it I would I, no if I was you yeah and I was reading that and I'd be like I thought I was a bad person <laughs> yeah yeah it's true I'm amazing I know I'm like I am an amazing angel. like whatever it is that my but, parents instilled in me like true but I'm posting nasty stuff nasty. so like I'm just feeling like nastier a little, than that oh it's, yeah. it's wild so I'm feeling a little type of way about it I've never seen it I follow you uh, you gotta see this you're okay. gonna die so my mom, Same. I said to her the other day, 
I was like, yeah, I was talking about on the podcast today how, like, I'm a little uncomfortable. I don't want anyone to be disappointed in me. And she goes, this is just the confidence I needed. She goes, I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks about you. (laughs) She's like, you know, I'm sure people judge it. I'm sure people don't love it. But you know what? I know who you are as a person. Yeah. And I stand by that. And I don't care. I'm sure they are talking about you. But I don't give a fuck. And I was like, yes! You know, but you know what kills me about that, too? It's true. It's amazing. Yeah. I wish my parents had told me they liked me a little sooner. Yeah, I was like, I just had to hear this last week. Like, literally. Like, I've lived my whole life thinking yes. I, you did not like me as a person. Yeah. So I Because I, I gave my parents hell, too. My mom. I regret mm-hmm. a lot of it. But at the same time. But so. My what? point is, though, like, they, at this point of our lives, they know us enough to know we're not going to. Yes. Sink the ship. Oh my God. Like I, I was talking to my mom about it because I want to have, I, I hope I'm lucky enough to have kids one day. I really want to be a mom. Same, yeah. But, or I don't care if I don't have kids, I know I'm going to be a godmom or um, an aunt or Something. my best friends. Yes. I'm going to have, there's going to be, someone's going to pop out a pup at some yeah, time, right? Yeah. And I'm going to be around. So, but I was thinking about it, how we grew up in, I call it shame culture. Like nice girls don't do this. Boys don't like yeah. that. Yep. Like, don't you want to be pretty? Pretty mm-hmm. girls don't do this. You're not going to be pretty if you do that, et cetera, et cetera. 100%. Right. So, and that's shame culture. And shame culture works because we were shamed into being good people. Shamed into, into being, being good people. I, I think about this stuff and I'm like, oh my God, how's a guy going to want to take me home to their mom if they think this of me? Like, I think all of these things because my parents instilled it in me, which isn't wrong because like you said they shamed us into being good people good people and like or looking at some like sometimes when um somebody walks into a room like a parent an older person like whatever and if your boss walked into the room right now i would stand up hi how are you greet them people sit when people stay seated i'm like get the fuck up (gasps) when people send me just like uh, I get DMs from people being like, hey, hire me at Barstool. And no. I'm like, bitch, write a formal email. I had to write 26 cover letters this? a yeah. day at one point. I'm like, who just, like, so casually is like, hire me? Oh, no, it's hire like, me. Who do you think you are? And they think that's confidence. Mm-hmm. Which, but life will show them. Life teaches everybody yeah. the lesson they need to learn. But I was talking to my mom about it. Like, I know that you raised somebody who cares about how I make other people feel mm-hmm. and how to act like I'm not like a feral animal, you know what I mean? Like I know how to act around people yeah. and represent myself in a way that makes me proud, right? Mm-hmm. And then sometimes not. But but I like how do you raise a kid without because my mom told me recently too like I'm so proud of you mm-hmm. and I'm like you should have told me a little or when I was younger she's like I'm not your friend, I'm your mom. And then recently she's like why didn't you tell me? I'm like cuz you're my mom, not my friend. She yeah. goes you're 31, <laughs> of course I'm your friend. And I'm like you should know one told me. No one told me. <laughs> Fill me in, mom. I know like, literally. So I'm like how do you raise a kid that's not a an asshole without Mm -hmm. shaming them into being a good person i know i don't because i think my mom's scare tactics worked on me to be honest they worked in such a way but i'm but this k this prison locks from the inside (laughs) truly and i'm looking at her sometimes like she's yeah my mom gives me one look and i look and i'm like say what you want to say yeah you know oh my god yeah we do my pink hair shouldn't talk to me for two days and i said mom i got my nails done and she's like i love your nails and i said do you like my hair and she goes i love your nails Oh, no, my mom will be like, those are too long. <laughs> That's just mom's, though. I At can't. some point, like, every – I always joke with my parents. I'm like, you could be the best parents in the world and you still fuck up your kids. 1,000%. Not trying to. It's just like everyone's got some kind of issue somehow, even if they're the best. And there's a lot about the way my parents raised me that I want to, like, take into raising kids. But, yeah, you just – 
I just think it's like culturally too for mm-hmm. me just like the whole like Italian thing and you probably feel this way with your culture just feeling like you have to be a certain way yeah and I'm just completely breaking the stigma I feel so like we're the first ones in our families to push the boundaries probably are you the first one to work in like entertainment oh, or like yeah. being seen like 100%. I'm the first one too yeah so my mom is like like I mom I told you I didn't have to work at Bank of America like I told yeah, you yeah. dude I told and there's this I feel like the way that they grew up and I completely understand because I feel like it was protective it's because they loved me mm. and they wanted me to be stable they wanted me to have stability yeah. they wanted me to build something of my life that was comfortable whatever but I feel like when they were growing up to be creative or to be seen meant to be starving mm-hmm. so when I was like a little ham and I was like, I think I want to do X, Y, and Z. I want to go to school for X, Y, and Z. My mom's like, no, what you're describing is a hobby. Mm. So I wish there was a, instead of telling me all the time, like you could be so pretty and not, it, it wasn't just my mom. It was like, I grew Society. up in Miami, Florida. Yeah. yeah, please. It's hot all year round. God forbid I have one granito de celulitis. Like God mm-hmm. forbid, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, it was, people like saying like oh my god you're um i always say i call it almost pretty like women live in almost prettyville like mm. just we could be pretty but we're like but i could be prettier all mm. the time mm-hmm. and i wish instead of that my mom or anybody would have been like you're really smart or like just you're not funny looks. Uh, yeah something along the lines of like um that was a really good idea or you did a great mm. job i never got that ever Mm, but you fucking did field hockey and lacrosse bad bitch no I had a lot of emphasis on my looks as a kid and not just from society but I think the one thing that like I am so grateful for me and my sister were talking about this Mm -hmm. I have a sister three years older are you the older okay no older and we were saying one day we were just like alone in the car and we were talking about like I had just gotten this job she just gotten a raise and a new job and we were just saying like what makes us successful? Like mom and dad didn't really put that much pressure on us with school, yet we both would consider ourselves successful. And we were like just having this like really like honest conversation trying to figure out why we succeeded. And we figured out, we're like, because they let us go after what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, how many friends do you have that their parents were like, you need to work at a bank. You need to work oh at God. finance. And they're miserable yeah and Mm -hmm. my parents were always just kind of like oh you're good with art you're good with this why not graphic design why not PR you they just let us do what we wanted to do Mm -hmm. and I think we both were better off because of it we weren't forced into I wasn't forced to be a business major yeah you know but you had discipline in your life like you I I can by playing sports and all that like I can tell you had discipline in your life no. no discipline? No. no you no, didn't no. do any sports or anything? No. I have a terrible time following directions. I would have scored for the other team every game. <laughs> I, I also feel like living time. in Miami, though, like you grew up in Miami. Yeah. It's probably a very different environment, I would assume. No? I mean, I, I think it's just a hometown syndrome. Like, you yeah. literally, like, every town that you grew up in is you, is catty. You know, like, mm. uh, it, it is a, it, it's also like Latin American being Latin American is, is like there's a trauma there and it's like old school and it's like there's a the trauma there is like a majority of people in Miami walked away from everybody they knew mm. to provide a life for people that had yet to exist like their children and their children's children yeah. so there's a big pressure of like I need to make this worth it for them you know I need to and I want to make them happy and they want to see me with a family they want to see me married mm. and they want to see me in a, have a good job so I lived in a place where everybody was doing that and I just like couldn't fucking do it. And 
I fucking tried. I got bangs. Yeah. I tried it. I like couldn't. I couldn't do it. You just didn't fit the mold. I didn't. And I think my mom didn't know how hard I was trying. She just thought I was like failing. She just yeah. I got you know that. What I mean? But I was really good. It's really good at partying. I'm a I'm, I'm a semi-retired party girl. Mm. One tequila soda. I'm back in the game. Jersey's yeah, back you're back. I'm back in the game. <laughs> but for when it came to confidence and stuff like that, like I think my mom. The thing about our parents is that my mom thought that confidence was going to come to me because of working hard or rejection yeah, being or a good working, human. being mm-hmm. having opportunities. She did not expect. She was a single mom too. She did not expect the internet. That's a whole other ball game. The way that I saw success and failure, she, I tell her, I talked to her about my failure. She's like, "That's no big deal," but I was mm-hmm. like, "It is." She's like, "Because you, because people could watch you." But what made you Witness confident? You. What flipped that switch? What I had made- to. You everything. You know when like you're in a. I don't know how to explain it. Like you know when you are sleeping on your laundry and you're like, I can't live like this anymore. Yeah, you hit I'm the putting wall. the laundry yeah. in there. For me, that happened with uh, being sad mm-hmm. or like feeling insecure. I'm like, I cannot live like this anymore i keep looking at photos of myself from the past when i thought i was horrendous and i was the cutest little bunny button mm-hmm. and that's probably happening right now and i'm wasting all my hot years yeah all my hot years yep. here right now and i'm so i so the idea of deciding happened mm-hmm. the idea of like what if i just decided and then i started saying like who's the person that i want to be if i act like her for two weeks what's the difference between being her mm, i love that so then i just started acting like that and I started um saying how I felt more or like I started I started hitting on dudes that was crazy mm. I'd go up to them and be like let me get you a drink I think you're great you just acted confident and it came and, and then people when, say fake it till you make well, it well the world is a mirror mm-hmm. the world it's is a true. mirror so if you I always say it if you are unsure about if you like yourself you're gonna attract people who don't know if they like you either you yes. know what I mean so yes. you gotta I so when you say when you're saying like there are these d-list celebrities that are acting like Mariah, a part of me is like, I wonder if they're just faking it till they make it and they have it all wrong. Mm. They think that's, I, you know the saying too, like it, people will never remember what you do for them. It's always how you made them feel. Yes. Like that thank you, that thank you email. Or like when I see people that don't tag their glam team or something like that, I'm like, dude, you're fucking yourself over. I totally agree with that. It's like you never could think you're too big for anyone or to like I've always believed in collaborating Mm -hmm. and I think the one thing with influencer culture and just like business in general is sometimes people are like "Mm, like you have like less followers than me so like why would I come on your show or like "Mm, like you you're just a small makeup artist like I'm the one with the followers I'm not going to tag you like people get this weird like entitlement kind of and I've always been in the camp of if someone does my makeup and I think they're amazing I'm going to tell you and I'm going to tell you and I'm going to tell everyone because I'm like this person's so amazing I want them to work with everyone I want them to be successful mm-hmm. I want them to everybody eats. blow up everybody eats. yeah and I think that, that that's the way the world goes around you have to spread the wealth i don't believe in like gatekeeping if you are not trying to build conversations and community then what the fuck are you doing other than just trying to look good for people that you don't know yeah it's so true on the internet you can always tell when somebody lives on the internet a little too much Mm -hmm. like you meet them and they're just like looking for what to post when to post they only talk about followers and brand deals and you're just like I'm good, and you? Like, you know? Yeah, it's like, are you, can you tell. in this moment? It's kind of like this manic energy. I can't explain it, but when you meet somebody who only wants to live on Instagram and YouTube and nothing else matters but content, um, 
I always, I'm always weary of that because I'm like, you'd flip on me for strangers. Mm. You'd flip on me for the 100%. like. And that the is next so person. cheap. Yeah. A, a like is so cheap. You know what I mean? And sometimes I look at people like that and I, I haven't had that experience yet, thank God. But sometimes when people that I know tell me about those experiences, I'm like, it's so predictable, it's boring. The totally. fact that like people are obsessed with authenticity and vulnerability is like a suggestion to the climate. You know what I mean? Like when we hear these like crazy stories, I'm like, we're hearing about these stories about these heroes or whatever, or like, because they're so rare. And so when we hear about somebody and they say they're so authentic, I'm like, who are you hanging out with? Yeah. Are you just around fake ass people? A one thousand percent. So true. I think I really value that as I've gotten older, just like in my friendships, people that I could have deep, meaningful conversations with. Yeah. People that are authentic, people that are upfront, you know, like it's just not as you go through the life like you have your party friends, you're this, you're that. Now I'm like, I just want good people. Oh, my God. good people around me. If I cannot watch Love is Blind with you in my pajamas, <laughs> you're cut. You're at, you're Romantically done. and platonically, it's out. You're done. Mm-hmm. It's cut. I, I, I think, but also those conversations that you're talking about, you can't have them with everybody, too. So no, that's where can't. I'm like, yeah. like, I would love to be friends with so-and-so, but I'm like, I just... No, yeah, you can't. You know, always. I also like I don't have the energy. <laughs> no, I agree. And there's certain friends that you put in buckets. Like you're like this person I go to for business advice. This person I go to when we want to talk about spirituality. This part, like you kind of know who you could talk. Uh, and you need to have a well-rounded group of people around you that you could have different kinds of topics with. This person we talk about pop culture. Mm-hmm. Like, and not don't limit them to that, but that's what you get from them, and yeah. vice versa. My mom always said you need at least. Three girlfriends you can go on a cruise with at all times. Yeah. If you don't have three girlfriends that you could go on a cruise with at all times, you got to look around you. Mm. So either something's up with you or you're in the wrong pond. Totally. Because cruises are fun. <laughs> they are. Cruises are fun. I love a pina colada. Oh, Thanks. love. That's my number one. That's my number one drink. Is it? Like, oh. I'm trying to think. I'm such a basic girl. Like, I just do tequila soda. Basic. You're classy. That's chic. Classy as fuck. That's chic. Um, do you guys have, we have like seven minutes, but do you, could you go a few minutes over? Because I want you to help me with my advice segment. Oh my God. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So I do this segment called Ask Alyssa where people write in questions for me and my guest and let's help save some lives out here. Okay. Let's, I'll do what I can. <laughs> I don't know if it's that deep. But... I don't know if my advice is good, but I'm going to give it to you. Yeah. No, they're, they're, there are okay questions. I mm-hmm. think we'll be able to help. So this person said, I need your thoughts. I am a young 24-year-old female. So young. I know. I love that she said she was young, too. She knows. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Working as a marketing director for a small business in my hometown, and a lot of my work for the company is social media marketing. Mm. The company that I work for is mostly male-led, though we do have a few women working here now. Yay. And our target audience <laughs> for our products is men ages 34 to 50. We follow a lot of social media accounts online that reflect this male audience. Recently, while scrolling our Instagram feed slash homepage, I started noticing we followed a lot of very short-sighted, insensitive, like using the R word, and downright not okay posts. What crappy, for example, what crappy qualities would you accept in a woman if she had the right body and extremely politically charged Let me see their body. Let me see his body. (laughs) Who posted that? Let me see you in a bikini. Put on the (laughs) two-piece. She said, our company stays as neutral as possible as a rule of thumb on posts. And it's probably important to add that I was not the originator of the accounts that we are following. 
this stuff shows up on my work feed almost every day where I spend almost half of my day working on social media and I need your advice. Do I just grin and bear it and ignore these gross and honestly just inappropriate posts or unfollow slash silence block for my own sake of sanity but risk the engagement of my work account? Love you and your pod so much. I listen every week and can't wait to hear your thoughts. You're looking at company culture in the face. Yay, a few women work here too. Mm-hmm. Baby, get the fuck out. Don't be a hero. <laughs> so true. Why? Why do you have to be Joan of Arc? Get the fuck out. This yeah. is not a normal question to ask yourself at work. Mm. They're using slurs. Should I stay? Bro. Well, sh- they're not using slurs. They're following accounts that do. I would bring it. I think that's okay. So I like your advice to get the fuck out. My original thought was like, bring it to your boss and be like, do you realize we're following they, these things? They, they do. You think they're oh, intentional? One thousand percent, they do because they're trying to raise their engagement with people that, that are, are like gross. Because if they engage with those posts, the people that follow those posts will see them on the explore page. You're right. She I'm knows. Too naive. No, you're not naive. You're sweet. You're an angel. Because well, I always try to look at the good. I'm like, well, maybe. Yeah. But I feel like sometimes we look at these like um, situations and like she she took it to the boss and then she tried to change things and she got flack for it, but she changed the company. Girl, I'm tired. The world is on fire. Work for somebody that you don't have to worry about whether they respect. As a woman. Yeah, so fucking true. Yeah. As a woman already, I don't know how else to say it. You're working in a place where they see you as lesser. They, if they can't fuck you, they won't respect you. If, they're, if they don't want to fuck you, they don't respect you. They don't respect women that they don't want to fuck. Mm-hmm. So can you say the F word on this? Yeah. Because I've been saying it. I've been letting it loose. So. Okay. <laughs> so for me, it's like if for men, they're like, oh, you don't understand it. Like there's this kind of compassion. Mm-hmm. But for women, like what do you know? She's short, ugly, fat, gross. Mm-hmm. And she could be the most... She's so kind. She's offering them a kindness that they would not offer her. Totally agree. It's like, why are you even working for a company that does? Clearly, it doesn't align with how she feels because she's noticing this. Like, you know, some people might be like, oh, this is funny if they don't have self-worth. But like this girl obviously is really upset by this and uncomfortable. So it's like, why do you want to work around people that don't value you? You know, you want to make a difference in that company? Quit. Do the exit interview. And tell them why. And fuck up their turnover. Mm -hmm. And post on Glassdoor. You want to fuck them? You want to teach them a lesson? It's yeah. not going to be through kindness because mm-hmm. they're looking at your tits. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Yits. No, it's so true. You're absolutely right. It's it's gross. It's a it's I hate these like companies that are like holding on. These are the companies that are like, I, I wish it was the way it used to be. Like they watch Wolf of Wall Street and they're mm-hmm. like, that's business. The man lost his family. All his all of his money went to jail. Mm hmm. You know, like when people are like, yeah, yeah, I, I bring I, it back to the old days. I really yeah. idolize, uh, may he rest in power, like Anthony Bourdain. Like people are like, oh, he was city to city, this voyeur, you know, like he was food, passion. Mm-hmm. Anthony Bourdain passed away very sadly. Like you, the people that we idolize, mm. like if you're going to look at, if you're going to, when I see companies like that, I'm like, if you want to be in a boys club, mm-hmm. you got to look and listen to the boys club. Mm-hmm. Like now she's in the boys club. Mm-hmm. And I've. That's it. Like, wouldn't you rather be in a club where they're like, hello, you're a person with a soul. <laughs> yep. You know, I'm I would 100% Kumbaya. agree. It's just not, it's not the right place for you, girl. Get out. Leave. I agree. Leave a review. And everything is public. It's a matter of time before people find out about that company culture. Well, and they're they going to be attached. If they see people liking those posts, she's, they're done. They're d- and she's going to be attached to this company. Yeah. So fucking Fend true. for yourself. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't owe them anything. You don't have a stake in the company. Sometimes our sometimes our gut instinct is literally like the parts of us that love ourselves that are telling you to get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. If you have to ask, you know. Totally. Okay, Rock next question. Love it. Um, ask Alyssa, I need your advice and take on this situation. My sister-in-law, a.k.a. husband's sister, is getting married. I'm a bridesmaid and Mazel. her bachelorette party is in nine months. I also just got married, so we've had a lot of expenses. Mazel. She requested a certain destination that will require flights for everyone. Her maid of honor has not really budgeted anything or asked what we're willing to spend. After the Airbnb flights and activities, I'm budgeting this trip will be over $1,000. I directly asked the maid of honor if she's planning this whole trip out so we could budget ahead of time, and she said no, but is expecting to split the cost of every single thing, including decor, brides, flights, etc. I'm in a tough spot. My husband wants me to go, but this is more than I'm willing to spend for a bachelorette party. If I were, if it were a friend, it would be easier for me to say no, but since, fa- since it's family now, I don't know what to do. I also don't know where we'll be with starting a family by then. Any advice? Is this the camera? Yeah. <laughs> Someone else's lack of planning is not your emergency. Because they just aren't taking anything into consideration. I'm, I married your brother, and now I have to spend thousands of dollars. Yeah. Get the entire fuck. I would look at her and be like, listen, I want to start a family. I don't think your friends like you. Sorry. There's, I, they're there's too lax. Yeah. Why? And all of a sudden, how come you made me group leader? I'm new. <laughs> I'm new. Well, I don't think they're wanting her to plan it. They're just saying they don't, they're not so, budgeting it, basically. So she's yeah. left to budget her life. Her own self, yeah. And I'm going to tell you, and I feel like we, everybody in this room knows, financial stress is the worst stress the in worst. the entire the fucking worst. world. I remember there was a point in my life where I had 801 bucks, and my rent was 800 and it's, I had one, as long as the rent is paid, mm-hmm. amazing. But the rest of the month, trying to figure out what you're going to do, and especially, like, you, now you want to start a family, you want a baby. Mm-hmm. So, and I would think, okay, I want to be with this man. I want to be with my husband and um, be part of this family for a long time. i rather bow out, help her out with the wet, how I can. Yeah, offer, yeah. I can do this, I can do that. I'll take you to dinner. I don't know, but I can't. Versus resent the fuck out of her. Yeah. Start out the start out the marriage with resenting the family and looking at her and be like, I'm eating olives from the bodega mm-hmm. because of this bitch. You well, know what I mean? I also think if it's so important to the husband, I don't know every relationship has different financial situations. Like, let's say he makes more than her and they have separate finances and How old it's is not he? joint. She didn't say. Okay. Let's say he's dying for you to go. I'd be like, all right, pay for my flight. <laughs> yeah. Do you have points? Do you like if the husband, if it's that important to him, mm-hmm. I get it. It's what's mine is yours, but some people don't operate that way yeah. with their finances. Maybe he has a separate bank account. And it's like, okay, if this is important to you, then can we split the cost? Or could I go for three of the five days or two of the four days? Is there a workaround that kind of makes everybody happy? Or is it just not? Could you just honestly say, look, we're going to be trying for kids. And, like, I just – we're strapped right now. Like, I'm just not yeah. sure this is the best financial she move for be, me. She should be, like, understanding. And I, if she's a, not, then that's not your problem. I was going to say, like, I would, I would get sit really down with her. With weddings. I would yeah. do it – people get fucking satanic with through. weddings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I would sit down with her because I feel like it's important. Yeah. Um, not text or call, but sit down with her and be like, listen, do you think I love you? Do you think I love your, your brother? Do you think I love your family? You don't think I want to go? 
Mm-hmm. But you know, like, I can't. yeah, my, you don't think I want to do this with you. You don't think I want to have this memory with you forever. Mm-hmm. You, you, you don't think that I've done every Excel sheet and try to figure out and I can't and well, I, and it kills me, but I can't. I just think it's so rude when people don't ask what your budget is before plan. Like most of my, also most of the bachelorette parties I've been on, cause they've all been destination. I've spent thousands of dollars, right. but let's be honest. Most people say we don't pay me and my friends don't pay for the bride's flight and hotel why would you the do bride that? pays their own way she said they're being expected to split everything for the bride so she's broke yeah it's like <laughs> it's like messed up like me and my friends they will say okay i did an airbnb in austin it's gonna be two hundred dollars a person for four nights and amazing. we're all like great amazing like they w- does this work for everyone are you comfortable with this like they purposely try to we still go to bougie places but they purposely pick something that everyone could realistically afford you know they'll be like okay we're going to arizona but it's only x amount i cannot you know? imagine going on my bachelorette party and not offering to help my friends if they're like we got yeah, your like, flight and me being like no, over my course. dead body yeah over my dead body but that's why i asked how old they are mm-hmm. this is a little like, have they not been to a, a disneyland yeah. princess yeah. because there was a time where i remember my friends were going on a trip going on a trip and my i i couldn't and I was crying to my mom about it. And she mm-hmm. was like, sometimes as a grown up, like my, her friends go on this big trip every year, like her core group of girls. And they went to New Orleans one year and she had to say no. She's like, I can't, I can't. And she's like, that's part of being a grown up. Because imagine going on that trip, I would ruin it. I'd be like, can't we go somewhere cheaper? Yeah. That's can what we- I was gonna say is like, you don't wanna be the friend that's like I've had- bringing everyone, it's down. not your fault, but yeah. bringing everyone I down. I only had an iced tea, I'm gonna yeah. pay for the iced tea. I've yeah, been that, on bachelorette parties worst. where I've felt like resentment. Like where so- I'm like, this is fucked up. And resentment is a seed. And once you plant it, every little thing waters it. You have to really be careful about that. Yeah. And I'd rather her resent me because I was honest than me resent her because I'm lying. Mm. Totally. You know? Well, I remember, I'll never forget this, life lesson. I grew up well off. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. admit that. Like, You're comfy good. cozy. You're comfy cozy. Comfy cozy. And all my friends, even more so. Mm-hmm. And um, in high school, or no, middle school, I don't know. When do you turn? Sweet 16, high school. Sophomore, yeah. My friends and their moms, because all of our parents are friends, which is fantastic, we're like, we're going to go to the Atlantis in the Bahamas for our sweet 16. Oh, Mary Kay and Ashley love that place. I remember and, reading that in Teen Vogue. Yeah. And so my mom and I were invited. It was like five moms, five daughters. Cool. And I begged my dad, you know, I was like, please, can we go? And it was pure principle. My dad was like, no. And he's like, you think, I, now that I'm an adult, I get it. He's like, he's the sole provider. So he's like, you think I'm going to send you two to you the blood suckers. You bloodsuckers. For like a 10K when I want to go on vacation. And I have to sit home and work. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys send me little pics on your razor phone. Yes, he's like, like, I'm not sending my 16-year-old to the fucking Atlantis in the Bahamas. I want to go on vacation. But like, it, uh, but it was principle. And I You lost devastated. your goddamn mind. Well, I wasn't really brought, like, I got it, but I was, I felt embarrassed just so sad oh embarrassed that i can't go to the bahamas i know no, 16 but, but those things matter because those things matter to you when you're a kid Absolutely. yeah and my mom even like she would have gone but she was like she got it she, like we understood it but i remember then they they felt bad then when my friends were all away they were like oh like i'm sorry to put you in this position like it's shitty but my parents always stuck to their god character like they just were like 
I'm not, my dad was like, I'm not, you're 16. You're not going to the Bahamas. This is ridiculous. And they gave me a lot, but they were just like, they no, gave you it's what, principle. They gave you what was appropriate. Yes. They were never like going to bend. You were never left wanting, but it's not, you weren't living this Disney yeah, they teen were like, movie life. You're not driving a BMW in high school. Get a life. Like, yeah, you know, absolutely. like even if they could, they were like, no. Why? The, my mom always says that about kids. She's yeah. Like, about kids when she sees like, and I don't judge, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my mom was like, it is so weird for me to see little girls wearing designer shit. Mm-hmm. Especially like in the 2000s when like everything, like the Juicy Couture sidekick. The coach bags. The speedy bag. The, mm-hmm. the white speedy bag. Uh, Jessica Simpson wore it all the time. Of course. I love that bitch, dude. That time, <laughs> yeah. that Jessica Simpson time, prime time. Prime, prime. J.S. Yeah. What? <laughs> um, so I remember... Uh, wanting to have all these things like the the big Chanel glasses mm-hmm. that are like um that like fade out and have the CCs yes. yeah I wanted it or whatever and my mom's like you look fucking ridiculous my mom used to say that too. do you know she wouldn't let me wear like Hollister across my chest she was like that's tacky yeah she like wouldn't let me wear labels she I'm like, like but no. how would they know it's Hollister yeah <laughs> I'm like but mom I want them to know she's like there's the bird on the back like yeah. shut the fuck up but yeah, yeah I agree like with money and stuff like this like moral of the story like you have to live within your means and what's comfortable and have character and be like, this is where I draw the line. And you know what? I'm, I was just thinking this too. She's going to respect the fuck out of you. For her to think you, you could sway like a little palm tree in a hurricane, are you fucking crazy? Like, and she just got married. Yeah. And this woman, this woman, your but sister-in-law you that you love. you think the sister-in-law went to her bachelorette party and I wonder if it was a flight away. I wonder, but at the same time, I wonder. Ooh, now I need to know. If she now knows the cost of a wedding, and now she's putting this on her on her sister in law. Yeah, she knows the cost of the wedding so much that she's not paying for her fucking flights. <laughs> that, that's insane, insane to Wait, me. We need you to write back in, and I need you to let me know if you what you did for your bachelorette party, if the sister in law was there, and if it required flights. And how old you guys I'm are? I'm so curious. An age. I need. I need to know. Age doesn't matter, but it does a little it bit. Does. I think. With it men, helps. sometimes I, I can imagine. Yeah. It'll help me visualize your life without knowing you. <laughs> well, I was judging. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. If you could please. Um, this was so fun. I had the best time. Thanks for coming on and spilling the tea. I'm going to invite you to my bachelorette party one day. Oh, oh, you're coming. We're going to Atlantis. We're going to Atlantis. Dad, please let me go. We're taking our moms. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be ideal. Um, I love you. Thank you so yourself. much. Plug yourself. Like, where can everyone follow you? Everything. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, that uh, thing. Hello, Teffy on Instagram and TikTok. And your dreams. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Okay, guys. Time for the Sunday Scandies segment. So, okay. The funniest thing happened. So, I got a Sunday Scandy where someone wrote in saying that they were at brunch and their chicken f- cutlet f- fell from their chest to their lap and they kept drinking. So, because they said the word brunch, I assumed when they said chicken cutlet they meant they were eating chicken cutlets at brunch and it fell on their lap. So I get on my Instagram and I tell this whole story about this one time with my ex-boyfriend and this chicken parm. And I post this story, gun-ho about this chicken parm. And then I get all of these DMs of people being like, wait, you realize she meant chicken cutlet? Like her, the bra thing, the the bra chicken cutlet, not the food chicken cutlet. And I was so mortified, but I was in a laughing fit for 30 minutes because I'm on this chicken parm tangent and she's talking about a sticky bra. Um, So that was interesting. She did end up confirming and writing to me that it was in fact a sticky bra and that her and her husband were like absolutely dying because I'm talking about chicken parm. 
Um, but we did get some updates on the girl that had sex in the tanning bed while she was tripping on acid. That was insane. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's talk about that one. So <laughs> she wrote in. <laughs> she basically wrote in saying, "I." Had to go to work, but was on acid and had sex in a tanning bed and got pregnant. And I'm like, how does all this happen at once? Like, how are you on acid at work, getting pregnant, having sex in a tanning bed? Like, which one comes first? Which one comes second? Did you have the baby? Like, what's happening here? So this is what she said. (laughs) The year was 2006. I went to college in Miami and we went to South Beach one night to trip on acid. I'm pretty sure I got pregnant this night. Unfortunately, I suffered a miscarriage, Mm. which is really sad. That is. I worked at a tanning salon, and my boss said if I got fired, I would lose my job, even though I told her I was tripping on acid. (laughs) So I got on a bus. A bum sitting next to me tried stealing my sneakers, and I went to work tripping. (laughs) Put the clothes sign up for 20 minutes and had sex with my boyfriend in one of the tanning beds. Peak T-Pain days. (laughs) Oh, my God. Now I'm 33, have a son, and own a spray tanning business. Oh, let's go. I know. I also used to spray tan famous people in the salon I had sex in. Another coworker was sleeping with a famous poker player who had a pet tiger. Strippers would wash their vaginas in the sink before tans. It was wild. I said, oh, my God, so was the tanning bed on, and was it standing or the laying one? Good question. She said, regular laying down, and we did turn it on just to test it out. Oh, my God. But the fact that it comes so full circle that she now yes, owns a tanning salon and has a kid. Yeah. I can't. Everyone I just, has their wild party days, but damn, that is just insanity. Setting the scene in South Beach helped totally. me understand yes. the scenario. Okay, so this person wrote in saying that she had sex with her gay best friend who's 19. She's single white female. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, let me, let me read I meant to say, like... <laughs> Like, Do I just keep that in? <laughs> I'm crying. I meant to say. I'm crying. We can keep that in. I meant to say because they write in like their jet. They write in yes, like yeah, F yeah, yeah. whatever. <laughs> What's that from? Like a show or something? Oh my I God, I'm like- dying. I don't know what. I don't know. I just found that funny because like the, it was just like not needed context. She's female. Okay. Makes sense. I'm crying. <laughs> no, because they write in like 21 yeah, F. Yeah. yeah and, like, and it's funny because you said he's 19, <laughs> but she's single white female. <laughs> I'm literally crying. Wait, how old is she? Uh, she didn't say. Okay. But she's older because she calls him younger than her. Okay. She's a female. She's older than him. She's straight. That's what I meant to say. Straight. Okay. Not single. <laughs> she's straight. She clarified. And he's gay. Okay. So he says, but this is why she's confused. Okay. So she wrote that in saying that they slept together and now she's even more confused. So then she wrote back more and she said, so I will explain. He's 19, but honestly, he's so mature that sometimes I forget he's younger than me. 
That's not the point. The point is that I've been in love with him for years. And back when he didn't know he was gay, he would flirt with me and say he was in love with me. The truth is that we still flirt, not jokingly. And every time we get tipsy, we end up kissing and being very lovey with each other to the point where everyone thinks we're together. And even though he says that the only girl that he likes is me, he still considers himself gay. We talk every day and every time he's drunk, he calls me up and tells me he loves me, etc. I tell myself over and over again that he's gay and that's it. That whatever has happened with us is nothing. But I can't help and think that there's a bit more to it, although we can never end up together. Hmm. Well, you can end up together yeah. if he chooses to be with you. Yeah. I mean... I, like you post on your story, sexuality is such a spectrum. Yeah. So it's like not everyone's 100% gay or 100% straight. Because he could just love you so much. Yeah. But what I will say is 19, I'm still tears in my eyes. 19, you have so much of your life to live. I, I'm assuming you're a few years older than him. Let's say you're 21. The thing is, why put yourself through the torment of being someone if you're never going to be fully confident if they're like solely 100% attracted to you or into you Hmm. do you know what I'm saying yes like it like are you going to always have in the back of your mind is it going to be an insecurity for you if you end up being in a relationship with this guy that I'm not fully what he wants because he's been so open with you and telling you what he wants right that makes sense I don't know if that's bad advice, but no. like that's how I would feel, kind of. I mean, yeah, she sh- she should definitely be cautious about, like, how to handle the situation because, like, if he is like, oh, I want to be with you, then, yeah, obviously, like, you've known him for so long True. that you don't, you might feel insecure. Like, yeah, I've seen him be with, like, all these other people. Like, how do, do I know he's 100% into me? Mm-hmm. But... I don't know. It really sounds like he really likes her. I know it's confusing because he keeps Maybe kissing her. Maybe he's just like, like afraid of like not being in a single box. You know, mm. like maybe he like is came out as gay, so he like is afraid to kind of be like, oh wait, with let me the take woman, a step right back yeah. and be like, oh, I am attracted to this woman, so am I a hundred percent gay and. Like, yeah. I don't know where I fit now. So maybe he's just a little scared of, like, coming, like, stepping out of t- of this box that he's kind of put himself in. I see what you're saying. Also, what I think, if you are really good friends, I think you could just say to him, like, hey, I am getting feelings for, like, I, it confuses me when we kiss and when we sleep together because, you tell me you're gay and it makes me like really confused. So either we need to just remain friends and like mm. keep the flirting off the table yeah, or we need to figure out like what a next step is for us. Yeah. Cause it just sounds like it's like, I think that would be like torment picture. You're in love with this guy, but then he like kind of like, gives you attention and then he's like, Oh wait, just kidding. Yeah. I like men. Would, I'd be like, wait, what? Like that would be such a mind fuck. Yeah, totally. Um, wish you well, give us an update when you have the convo with him. Okay, let's spill the tea. I will start with The Bachelor since I've already been going on like a major tangent about Clayton's muscles. Um, I just find him to be like, (laughs) I don't know what the, okay, this is another thing. I haven't listened to any podcasts or anything recapping the show Mm. and I haven't heard any outside opinions because I wasn't watching it. Yeah. So for me, I don't know if my, my opinions are popular or unpopular. Which okay. is interesting because I'm approaching this like completely doe-eyed. Yeah. So 
Um, obviously, there's so much I hate, like the producers interjecting and I actually don't blame Clayton for any of the stuff that the public probably does like keeping around girls for longer than they should because obviously we know he's not getting the full story and also the producers are probably saying to him hey we need you to keep Shanae around for another week Mm -hmm. like I don't blame him because you just do what you're kind of told I feel like in that role um I think Clayton seems like a really nice guy. Like, I'm getting really nice guy vibes from him. He's very Midwest. Like, he mm. gives me very, like, good guy Midwest, like, But what I like about him, vibes. he's a little more risque than, like, a religious guy. Yes, that's true. That's like, true. you know, sometimes they cast the people that are, like, Jesus lovers. Like, yeah. he's a little more risque. Totally. Which I'm like, okay. I'm not used to seeing that, kind of. Because I think I was expecting to him, him to be more of, like, a Colton. Mm-hmm. Like, virginal. Yeah. And he's not. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, oh. <laughs> he, did, wait, what episode are you on? I'm laughing at me loving Clayton. Yeah. Because it's so unexpected. I know. I feel like you're like the only girl in the world that's like head over heels for Clayton. <laughs> I don't know why because I'm like, I don't even find him that attractive. It's just, I don't find he, him that he has physically a very attractive. confident demeanor about himself. Like, he's he has like an attractive energy. When I walked by, like, something was like... That's what... <laughs> something was like like pulling me towards him and I was like I don't know what is in the air but I feel like if I didn't see him in person I wouldn't feel this no I a thousand percent agree when I watched the show I was like you're like "Mm." he's not my type at all in person (laughs) I don't know what it was he's like a he's just like a big guy with like nice teeth and like he just had this great energy about him. Yeah, it was his stature. Yeah, I'm yeah, just like, yeah. whoa. Like, he could probably pick you up. Yes, like, I was like, damn, that is a buff man. Yeah. I literally was giddy. All of his shirts are literally skin tight. <laughs> I'm mortified for him to see this. <laughs> I'm mortified. Um, so, yeah, so I like him. Like, I like the guy. <laughs> Not like that. I just mean I'm a fan of The Bachelor. I'm so I'm crying. I'm tearing. Oh my god! Oh my god! This is the time to confess your love. I'm literally crying. No, but this is. I mean, Clayton. This is. I know. Do you know my head? I kept calling him Colton. Yeah. Also, this is my issue with The Bachelor. I fall in love every season, (laughs) and then I forget. Like, I, I guess I was in love with like. Um, my, well, my number one overall is Ben Higgins. A lot of these guys mm. just don't do it for me. I'm the past just, like I'm am a sucker. Um, who was on the I'm show? Crying. Who was on Who was on the show? That's so cute. Greg. Greg. Yeah. Greg's so cute. cute. But they're all cute. That's the yeah, thing. That's true. But like something about Greg was. So, I, I, he's. I think he's, he's going to come like, to my next live show teaser. I texted him. <laughs> I don't know why he's such a normal guy. Like they're I think all, that's what but, makes him so cute. But that's what's. That's the issue. Like I always say this. This is how I feel about the show. Like when do you ever just see men that are like above six foot and yeah. buff at this age and like, like normal. Yeah. Like yeah. they really get the good the ones. cream of the crop for yeah no sure. wonder we all fawn all over Hannah them Hannah B season like that yeah. was prime that's what I'm saying like they're all hot yeah Tyler but, C 
oh my god, Tyler, she's the cutest. Yeah. But the thing is, like, with Clayton, back to the love of my life, I um, I just like I'm finding him to be a good bachelor, and I know the world hates him, so I'm kind of confused. Like, what am I missing? I'm at the point in the season where, um, what's her name? Who's the villain? Shanae. Shanae is about to go on the the two on one. Okay, with Genevieve. Yeah. Okay controversial like do people like Genevieve I really think she's like kind of made like no impact I find I don't really know what the consensus on her I is. find Genevieve the way she speaks let's all be honest Shanae's annoying but the way Genevieve speaks to her I find to be so condescending and absolutely rude mm. that if I even was like friends with someone in the same room she just like snaps and I'm like this is no way to talk to people because two wrongs don't make a right mm. like if Shanae's going crazy just let her be crazy you don't have to be rude back I don't know I find something about the way she is in confrontation like really off-putting yeah no I I, I definitely agree she's um, kind of bitchy I think the chemistry between him and Rachel is off the off the chart you feel it through the screen Wait, don't you think do you know who Savannah Montano is no, uh, she. How do I know? About she used to date. Um, yes, look her up. Seven. She was famous on Tumblr, and then she. Used, oh yeah, 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 yeah. She dated um a guy that was on Plan B. I forget his name. Who was like the boxer that like literally oh, yeah, comments yeah, yeah. on everyone's mm-hmm. Instagrams. I know that. Yeah, she does. She looks like her. Yeah, I think they yeah, look she exactly looks exactly alike. She does look a lot like her. Wow. Yeah. yeah, she was on Call Her Daddy. This girl, right? Yeah, Savannah. I remember probably. her from there. Yeah. Yes. She's beautiful. And Rachel is also beautiful. And her and Clayton, like... I think she's going to win. And again, I don't know spoilers. I'm, like, not even done. I'm not even caught up. There's not even spoilers for this season. Like, people don't know what happens. I think she wins. Based on what I'm seeing as a viewer, like, when they kiss, like, I get the fanny flutters. Like, I'm, like... (laughs) (laughs) These do have chemistry. Yeah, they have a lot of chemistry. you feel it through the tv totally totally. and i don't you don't normally you watch kisses and you feel kind of awkward yeah i'm like no they like are in love yeah um and i really like i think who's the other girl that's like she looks like addison ray Susie. Susie. yeah she's cute she's really cute and nice but like i don't think she's gonna win Mm, yeah I, I don't want to i can't say anything because i'm ahead of you yeah um so this is where i'm at but like i do you know the final three I, I googled the final four. Yeah, it's Susie, Susie Genevieve. Ge- no, no, Susie. Um, oh, wait, I don't know Ser- name. Serene. Serene. Serene's gorgeous. Um, Gabby and Rachel. So I was surprised when I googled the final four that Gabby made it because they had such a good one-on-one. But I yeah. was like, I can't tell because he has chemistry with everyone that I'm like, are they? Yeah, she are was they, an unexpected they? fourth for sure. Okay, but, but now that she's there it makes sense like, i like her yeah, i like her a lot she's so funny i like them all yeah i like them all too. i think they're good he's a great group of girls yeah for sure once all the freaks left yeah like Shanae like, and um her minion i forget the was her name, name cassidy yeah it was like cassie or cassidy something but she was they were so Those, annoying that was weird i didn't even yeah. get it I, yeah like a, that's like, the kind of stuff i don't like about this show and i've been brainstorming ways that the bachelor could be better yeah okay this is my theory I was literally thinking about this. I want to have, um, I think that they should do 
if you watch like shows like Jersey Shore, you could go into the confession room and just hit the button and confess to the TV when you want versus having producers sitting there being like Mm -hmm. pulling stuff out of you. I think it would be fun if they just had a confession booth in the house where people could just go in on free will and talk to the camera versus producer interference so much. Yeah. I think the like interviews after every date when I was watching like Clayton's on the on the date and then he's like and tonight's date was really magical I'm like why are we narrating this whole season (laughs) like I think the interviews are kind of old school just I was thinking about other shows like I don't know like Love Island and they don't they do interviews but it doesn't feel so staged or forced or something yeah it's I think it's because there's just such less interference Mm -hmm. like they just have the cameras built into the whole entire set. Mm-hmm. And that's hard with Bachelor because they go places yeah, and I they agree. do stuff. But it's like, yes, we love the drama and it's entertaining to watch. But the drama will come. Well, I kind of feel like as I'm watching, I'm like, the format feels really old school. Yeah. And like, they, they never evolved with the times. Totally not. And they make these promos that are just like insanely dramatic and you're like mm-hmm. yes like this is when the bachelor's gonna get good again and yeah you watch the promo and you're like this is sick and then you watch the episode and you're like uh, another none of it plays time out wasted. yeah because yeah, it's nothing that you think is actually gonna happen and that's why i'm at, and then again with clayton season like they make these promos that are like i slept with everyone like i'm gonna do this i'm sure it's not gonna be like anything how they made it out to be but now I'm going to watch. Yeah. Also, like, they all probably sleep with two girls. A lot of them do, yeah. I think. And, like, the last, like, f- like three to four seasons, though, I feel like no one, like, really slept together in the fantasy suites. I know, because you kind of learn that the public finds out. Like, it used to, yeah. when it used to not be talked about. Yeah. Like, the, Hannah B. slept with Peter and... She did. Jed, probably. She did sleep with Jed. And, like, I think and Nick she said... she didn't he, sleep with Tyler C. She fucked up. <laughs> if you have a chance to sleep with Tyler C, you take it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Have you seen him in the Dirty Dancing show? No, but I've seen stuff on TikTok. No, same. And, like, I'm really turned off by men dancing. Like, ballroom. It's, like, not yeah. my vibe. No. It, like, gives me the chills. But Tyler C as Patrick um, Swayze. Is that his name? <laughs> Is that not his name? <laughs> What's his name? Swayze. 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 Tyler C looks just like him, and he's so chiseled doing these sexy dances. And I'm like, Alyssa, you need to get out there, girl. (laughs) You know what it is? specimen i have to say no yeah i mean like if you go out to a new york bar you are not finding a man That's like what, that i don't think you're finding like tyler c's really hot like yeah. let's be honest my mom loves him oh. that's her number one i'm like mom ew you're married you cougar <laughs> my mom is obsessed with him literally yeah obsessed. like, people, like <laughs> it's so funny i'm just dying honestly anyone just like above six foot sign me up mm. um okay Final, final subject. 
<laughs> um, the Love is Blind reunion happened. I was like underwhelmed. I didn't feel like we really got any new information at all. And they didn't do a good job of like pressing the topics that we wanted to hear. Like when Kyle just dropped a truth bomb that he wished he got engaged to Deep D. And then they didn't even ask like, he said twice, I love her so much. And they weren't even like, Deep T, do you love him back? Are you guys seeing each other? Are you dating? Like, they didn't even press. Mm. I was like, hello? This is yeah, your opportunity. Yeah, I heard they didn't do a good job of hosting. They they did a good job of hosting in some aspects, but not others, if that makes sense. Like, I just didn't really feel like the important questions were answered. Like, Natalie and Shane, they seemed like there was a lot of love there. It's like, okay, are you going to give it a third chance? Or... I don't know like there just was more information and I think we're going to learn more about the Love is Blind cast in the postseason interviews than we did in the reunion. Mm. So I'm hoping to get someone on the pod. Fingers crossed we are working on it because I just like have so many questions I need to ask. Yeah. Um, And then lastly quick little tidbit but Pamela Anderson is getting her own documentary with Netflix to tell the truth of what happened to her and I love it for her. She needs to just like claim her story mm-hmm. and tell the truth I can't look at you because I have the giggles <laughs> Patrick Schwazy <laughs> I was like Schwazy <laughs> my mom our neighbor down the shore his name is Hugh like H-U-E and she calls him you H-U-E H like Hugh H-U-G-H oh that one too Hugh's like a color right she she can't say Hugh because she's just like so so New Jersey that she says you and no. I'm like mom no Hugh and then to, in order to say it she has to go Hugh Hugh wait let me see if I can get her on the phone Sweet. just for a little a little episode cap hey okay I'm gonna put you on my podcast for a second <laughs> she just laughs how do you say the neighbor down the shore's name Hugh. Say it again. I, you know I can't say it. I think because I'm concentrating, so I can say it a little bit better. But I think it's Hugh. <laughs> she has to try so hard. Yeah, but like you have to put so much concentration into it. No, I can't. It's like our street. I can't say it unless I mm-hmm. have to really concentrate. Well, don't say the name of our street. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> She's. I knew she was gonna say it. Um, okay. And how would you say it if you weren't trying? You. You. <laughs> you. <laughs> All right. Okay. Just crack it up. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We will end with that. But yeah, Pamela Anderson getting documentary. Um, happy for her. She needs to claim her. She said, what's it called? Like, own her own, own story. Her truth. Yeah, own, own her truth. Her truth. Yeah. I'm really excited. Um, that's it for this week's episode. Maybe the weirdest, best <laughs> one yet. And I will talk to you guys next Tuesday. Don't forget, tickets go on sale on Wednesday. And I can't wait to see you guys in New York in a month. Tea pre-sale. Yes, tea pre-sale. Thanks. <laughs>